Our Old Testament scripture reading this evening comes from the book of Isaiah, chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. Then Isaiah said, Hear then, O house of David, is it too little for you to weary, weary mortals that you weary my God also? Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Look, the young woman is with child and shall bear a son and shall name him Emmanuel. Please rise as you are able as we proclaim the gospel from the book of Luke. From chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was the angel, a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told about them, about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. This is God's word for God's people. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. Let us pray. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. So we're celebrating 35 Christmas Eves, and we have a gift for you. And so we'd like for you to pick up the gift on your way out. You'll find it on the table out there, and it's a special gift just for you. We'd ask that you take one per family. What an exciting time to be here, 35 years after the first time this body of Christ met. Emmanuel. Yeshua, Son of God, Son of Man, Son of David, 
Prince of Peace, Lord of Lords, King of Kings, the Lamb of God, the Messiah, the Christ. These are just some of the titles that are prescribed to our Lord Jesus. My two favorite ones are first, His name. Jesus. In Hebrew, it's Yahshua. It means Yahweh saves. God saves. Ever in the history of the world, was there not someone more appropriately named than Jesus, who comes to save the world, whose very name means God saves? And my second title for Jesus that I just love is the one we heard from the prophet Isaiah, Emmanuel, God with us. I can't tell you in the pantheon of gods with little g's and deities what a unique claim that is, that your God is with you. God with us. God is not above us. God is not below us. God is not against us. God is with us. And the way I understand that is that God is with us, not just for us, but with us, walking amongst us. I mean, the very core of our faith professes that Jesus is fully God and fully human. Now, I will warn you from experience, if you ponder on exactly how that works too long, a headache is coming your way. Fully God and fully human. I mean, is there anything in your world that you love enough that you would go back to eighth grade for? I can't think of it. I mean, maybe seventh grade was your really bad year. But that's what God does. The God of the universe, the God who created light and dark, the God who spoke things into creation climbed into the womb of a woman to be born just like you. The fully divine, fully human Jesus learned to walk and to talk just like you. He got tired. He ate. He slept. What love is this? That the God of the universe would become one of us, only to die on a cross and then be resurrected. In Emmanuel. I hear God is with us. In Emmanuel, I feel, no, I know hope. 
I know hope in Christ. I don't know about you, but several times this year, I've had to dig pretty deep to find some hope. How about you? And you know, while we're having to dig deep for hope, there there are people that are in far worse circumstances than us. I mean, right here in our very city, in our nation, and around the world, there are people who are actually enslaved. There are Christians who are beaten and martyred and killed because of their faith. 10% of the world lives on less than $2 a day. Those folks need some hope. All of those people need some hope. For 35 years, we've been being hope for people in this community and around the world. But it's my prayer that in 2021, we can bring more hope to those that need to hear the hope of Christ. It's incumbent upon us to be able to bring hope to the hopeless. You know, hope can come from really unexpected places. I don't know how you have seen God at work in your life, but over and over again in my life, I have seen God send help, send love, send grace from the most unexpected of places. You know, life for the average person, the average Jew in the first century was far from wonderful. They didn't have cell phones. They didn't have computers. They had to navigate with these folding maps. They had to wear bell bottoms and platform shoes. Oh wait, that was the 70s, sorry. (laughs) But really for the first century Jew, it was a tough place. I mean the really well-to-do we're eating once a day. I mean, you, you were really doing good things if you were eating once a day. The, the first century Jews were, were an occupied people. The Romans had come in and conquered them, and they were living under the, the jackboot or the sandal of the Romans. And it grated on them. There was very little hope for that first century Jew. Little hope for change. Little hope that their parents or their children would be as good as them. Little hope for any kind of a change. And then the prophet Isaiah comes along and gives them a glimmer of hope. And as God often does, he does something out of the ordinary. 
I mean, they were expecting to see a conquering king, maybe on a big white horse, to come in and run the Romans out. I mean, this was their expectation. This was their hope. This was their prayer. And instead, God sends a little boy. And yet, the birth of this little boy changed the world. Everything changed with the birth of Jesus. There was hope for the hopeless, love for the loveless. An opportunity to be forgiven for your sin. Ultimately, someone who would pay the price for your sin. The world was changed. And with him came hope. Hope that I can be a better person. Hope that I can be a follower of Jesus Christ that gets better every day. Hope that despite what the media tells me, we can change the world. In Jesus Christ, we have hope. No, we have assurance that the end of our lifetime on this earth is in fact not the end, it's the beginning. It's the beginning of an eternal life you can see God's face and have that perfect relationship with God. Through our faith in Christ, we have knowledge that we are forgiven for our sins. What extraordinary grace is that? I know there are moments in our life when all we can do is just hang on to the hope that is in Jesus. And when and if that moment comes for you, no matter how dark the moment, no matter how, no matter how bad the pain is, no matter how long it lasts, never ever give up on the hope in Christ. He is Emmanuel. He is God with us. God is with you without fail. Emmanuel, God is with us. Let me remind you, this is just not an event that happened once 2,000 years ago. This is an event that happens daily in your lives. God walks with you. He talks with you. He laughs when you laugh. He cries when you cry. He is Emmanuel. He is God with us now and forever. All of this came because God loved you enough 
become one of us. What extraordinary grace. What extraordinary love God shows for us. So as we go out into the world from this place, let us be beacons of that love and of that grace for people to experience through us. And then we can give honor to this extraordinary love that has been shown to us. Let us pray. Oh, gracious God, you work in such unusual ways. They expected a conqueror, and they got a child. But that child was you, who loved us so much to become one of us. We just don't know how to say thank you enough. So help us to be good followers of Christ. Help us to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Help us to feed the hungry. Help us to bring living water and light to those who know only darkness. For your extraordinary love and grace, we sing your praise. We pray this in the precious name of your son, Jesus. All God's children said, amen.